Welcome to the See You Next Summer podcast. I'm Raul Rodriguez, and I'm here Billy. with me is the awesome, handsomest baker, Billy Polyhan. Don't patronize me. <laughs> I will always. We can edit out that me talking over you, if anybody caught that. I'm still improving my skills as a content creator. You're doing good, my good Padawan. I already have a master, and is... He'd be very displeased. Oh. Sorry, Mark. Which Mark will, will it be? Uh, Turi. Oh, Not Mark Riley or Ryland or Mark Ellis. God. Mar- Mark Rylands? <laughs> that, that'd be... I just said that. <laughs> 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 very, very fucked up the opening. Okay, anyway, welcome to the <laughs> podcast. I'm Billy Pollan. This is Raul Rodriguez. And today we are doing a double feature mm-hmm. of While You Were Sleeping and Palm Springs, which, you know, it sounds odd at first. Yeah, it was totally selected at random. Billy wanted to do only Palm Springs, and then I remember that he told me many months ago that he has never seen while you were sleeping and i'm like let's do a double feature and now while watching both movies at the same time they share some links especially peter gallagher but that's the thing we're gonna discuss today especially because i didn't know that palm Springs was a romantic comedy yeah so we're first going to talk about while you were sleeping which is a movie that was released in the 90s. Raul, you can look it up. I'm pretty yes. certain it was the early 90s. And it was directed by John Turtletob, who mm-hmm. did the classic Three Ninjas and this John Travolta movie called Phenomenon. He's, he's got a pretty good filmography underneath his belt, if you look him up. I had heard about While You Were Sleeping from my mother, and she loves romantic comedies. She told me about this. She told me about Officer and a Gentleman, which I still have not seen. She told me the premise of this movie. It sounded interesting. interesting, And I wanted to watch it, but there was no streaming back then. And we didn't have it on DVD or VHS or anything like that. She forgot to mention that Sandra Bullock's character, Lucy, is a toll operator at a in the Chicago subway. And I'm like, really Chicago? Because literally there is a opening shot of, you know, Chicago. And I've been there a couple of times. It is, it is actually Chicago. And they show a shot of Wrigley field, which is where the Chicago Cubs play. Now, if you don't know, I am from Missouri, specifically St. Louis and the St. Louis Cardinals and Chicago Cubs have a very famous rivalry. So, yeah, screw the Cubs. Cardinals, well, the Cardinals are better. They got 11 World Series, and how many do the Cubs have? Maybe two? So, sorry to all the Chicago fans out there, me trashing your baseball team. Ooh, sports. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, anyway, main premise of this film, Andrew Bullock plays this toll booth operator, in Chicago named Lucy. She's a good woman. She is very much alone. She has a cat. She lives in an apartment by herself. She just pours herself into work because unfortunately her family due to some 
bad luck and just mm. tragic mishaps, they are no longer around. She likes Peter Gallagher's character. She thinks he's handsome, which I think it's about the eyebrows. <laughs> he gets mugged one day and she saves him. He ends up in a coma. And then the nurse, through a misunderstanding, thinks that she fiance even though they have never talked it gets introduced to the family one of which one of the members is played by peter boyle which i thought was great and i love him rest in peace to the late peter boyle and the brother of peter gallagher is named jack and he is played by bill pullman and they end up falling in love pretty much every romantic comedy where you can guess what happens there the difference is in this movie that there are a ton of misunderstandings. You could <laughs> literally just retitle it Misunderstandings the movie or a comedy in Chicago or a comedy of errors in Chicago. Oh my God, dude. I love when you said the misunderstanding because my favorite romantic comedy is about a, is about a misunderstanding where a, a small lie can go so big and the whole resolution is trying to confess that big lie, especially because there's a movie, Billy. If you think that the misunderstanding here was big, your head will explode about this movie that I'm going to say right now. And I'm pretty sure we're going to do an episode because it's on Pluto TV. This movie is called Mrs. Winterborn. It's with Shirley MacLaine, Ricky Lake, and Brendan Fraser. It's from 1996, I think. This is about a girl. She gets kind of like Joe Jr., an Italian violin guy. He, she gets pregnant, the guy gets her out, and then she goes on a train because of random luck of all of the things that happened that night, and she meets Brendan Fraser and her fiancé. And then she gets on an The accident breaks up. It's an accident. And because she was wearing, she was trying the um, Brendan Fraser's fiancé's ring, everybody thinks that she's Mrs. Winterborn. And Sherry McLean, she's the mother, and Brendan Fraser has an identical twin. And the identical twin gets falling in love with this girl pretending to be Mrs. Winterborn. And the kid, because the fiance was pregnant also, they think that the kid is also a Winterborn. And the whole lie starts from there. That's the first 10 minutes of the movie. We're just going to call this segment Raoul's Tangents. <laughs> <laughs> but we talk about misunderstandings. That's not the only misunderstanding that happens in the movie. Oh, no. There are multiple misunderstandings, and that's what makes it funnier, actually. This movie is surprisingly funny. I did not expect that. I was, like, really shocked at how quick and how many jokes landed. It is a romantic comedy, but the comedy was really good. Up there with When Harry Met Sally, for me, which, for those of you that don't know, When Harry Met Sally is my favorite romantic comedy of all time. But While You Were Sleeping was really good, and the main reason is mm -hmm. the chemistry between the leads. Sandra Bullock and Bill Pullman have extraordinary chemistry. They get along really well. Mm -hmm. They're both in a place in their life that they don't want to be. They find comfort in each other, which I thought was great. The brother ends up, you know, waking up. Then they got to deal with that situation because by that time they had fallen in love there's a lot of little things that they that uh, Lucy says that she wants her dream guy to do, and Jack mm -hmm. ends up doing that. I'm not spoiling the movie. I don't think it's a spoiler to say that they end up together. If you've seen a romantic comedy, you've seen them all. But I'm not going to spoil how 
they do it because the how is really the interesting point of, or the interesting part of that movie. And oh, so we're not going to spoil it. Okay. I don't really feel like spoiling it because I think it's a movie that people should see. Mm-hmm. If they just want a good, just a good feeling after they're done watching a movie. Like, you know, love can happen even yeah. to the people that feel like they don't deserve it the most, which we all have been through that feeling. God, Lord knows I have. Yeah, because I think it summarizes one of my favorite lines that Lucy says at the beginning of the movie and at the end. Life doesn't always turn out the way you plan. Yeah, that's a really good line. And they even say the title of the movie at in the, the end. movie, Rogue which is a great game. Thank you, Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, essentially this whole rambling from me amounts to go check while you were sleeping out. Go check out John Turtletaub's filmography. Our friends at Flyover State of Film, of course, probably have seen Three Ninjas. I bet they don't. I don't know if they know that it's the same director. And Three Ninjas is a hilarious movie because it is also just Home Alone and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mixed Mm -hmm. together. The point is, I just wanted to recommend this movie and thank you for recommending this to me, buddy. But we're mainly going to talk. Was a really good one. Yeah, we're mainly going to talk about Palm Springs, which is a movie I had wanted to see for a while because I love Andy Samberg and The Lonely Island and Krista Malati because I am a fan of How I Met Your Mother and Brooklyn mm-hmm. Nine Nine. Love The Lonely Island. I don't get why Morgan, our friend Morgan, doesn't like them. Then again, he is British. Uh-huh. It's a very different sense of humor. Yeah, that's true. I don't get he, he, the British humor. Uh, also talking, before we talk about Spawn Springs, I just, I'm really glad that you like while you were sleeping. Even though we're not going to spoil it, but I'm a lover of romantic comedies. I know the formula. And even still, every time I was like, oh, oh, ah, yay. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, a thing that I noticed I'm pretty sure that the movie was promoted by Dunkin' Donuts because there was three scenes that they showed the logo of Dunkin' Donuts and Baskin Robbins. <laughs> Baskin Robbins always finds out. <laughs> Especially when you see Peter Gallagher with the with the quart of ice cream and enjoying it with the with the pink spoons. Um, yeah, this, that movie a ton of product placement for Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. And Baskin Robbins, both of them, because if you notice the other logos, they took all, they didn't show the logo Coca-Cola. The only logos that were on the movie was Baskin Robbins and Dunkin' Donuts. Another thing without spoiling, but I really like Peter Boyle's, uh, like the way that the company that the Galahans have, that they buy furniture from their people <laughs> to, to resell them. <laughs> I really like the motive of that company. Yeah, there's, there's a lot I am leaving out, and there's a lot of context I am leaving out, but... Mm-hmm. Less you know, the better. Yeah. Even though we are doing an episode on the podcast and this movie came out in the 90s, I am just recommending this movie more than anything. Not doing a full It's a Wonderful Podcast review on it, although we could do that. Yeah, because I, damn it, Billy, I took off a lot of notes. I put off like my favorite lines, my favorite jokes, and you well, took we can, me by we surprise. Can, we can do that. We can just say what our favorite parts and lines were. Hmm. We, we we don't want to rip off our friends. Yeah, Billy, but if we decided talking about it, the movie, don't don't roll your eyes at me. I'm rolling my eyes because I want to roll them too. 
Well, can we just go over some of our favorite lines then? Yes. There are a lot of great lines. Like one of my favorite lines is when Saul says, they need you like you need them. And yeah. he repeats and Saul that line. Is their, mm-hmm. Saul is their neighbor that has been friends with the family for a very long time and is essentially part of the family because he sees that they are coming closer as a family and that she is having a positive influence on them and she's actually really loving them and Mm -hmm. they treat her like one of their own and that's something that's very admirable Mm -hmm. that i liked (laughs) i loved jack's chair he he makes chairs and that, that was very good um woodworking one line that i didn't remember uh when lucy's boss says you're cheating on a vegetable (laughs) oh yes lucy's boss is also great he just doesn't care he's just like just tell him yeah stop coming to me get out of my face oh but also work on christmas day faster (laughs) but he's a nice guy yeah also one of my other uh, lines that uh, one of my my favorite jokes the one testicle bit like the bill pullman is testing lucy if he really knows peter i was like please tell me one fact that we're pretty sure that you know him and that you're the fiance. He has one testicle. And they're all the family's like, I'm not going to check it. I'm not going to check it. Well, okay, I'm the mother. I'm going to check it. (laughs) (laughs) And even so, how do you know? Don't ask me. (laughs) It was because of one of Peter's friends. Peter is, um, I think his name is Peter. Funny enough, played by Peter Gallagher, even though he's Callahan in this movie. That yeah. one of his friends was like, "Oh, Peter's fiance." By the way, sorry about that one. Did he tell you about that one? I had a pencil in the back of my pocket. They were playing basketball, and there's a pencil on the back, and it apparently shattered one of his testicles. I don't even know how. I forgot the logistics of that, mm-hmm. but I just thought that was hilarious and it just came out of nowhere, but then it comes right back around. Who is his favorite of the three stooges? <laughs> Curly. Yeah, well, he's everyone's favorite. <laughs> even though that's not true. Mine is Mo. Yeah, my favorite is also Mo. And then uh, I think Peter Boyle is like, well, mine is sh- Shemp. Uh, also, one of my favorite lines when uh, Lucy's coming back from seeing Bill Pullman was like, you have to choose me or him. And Lucy's like, him, you have to ransom right away. <laughs> Joe Jr. is the uh, apartment tenant son mm-hmm. that he's like, hey, Joe Jr. single. And he's, he's more New York. Mm-hmm. He comes across as very New York, even though he is very clearly a Chicagoan or mm-hmm. Chicagoan. I, I don't know. Uh, the Chicago fans are going to crucify me. Also, I'm pretty sure that Sean Austin, when he did 51st Days, he based his character on that guy, on Joe Jr. while you were sleeping, because they were wearing the same kind of shirts, almost. <laughs> oh, you mean the uh, the white beater? Yeah, the white beater. <laughs> <laughs> and being and the, the small pump, guy the with crack. A, Yeah, and being the small guy with the big back, kind of like doing like this, walking like this. <laughs> He's the tough guy. He's like, you want to go? This guy wanna... bothering you. <laughs> <laughs> One uh, thing to finish with, I'm spoiling a, lo- a lot, but I love when when Bill Pullman asks about Lucy, and Lucy says, I always carry my passport. You never know what's going to happen. So that's why I always carry it without spoiling the movie, but I like that bit about the passport also. She just wants to put a stamp in her passport or have a man hand her the world, literally. Yeah. Not, not the entire literal world. I mean, a snow globe. 
Yeah. She just wants to go to Florence. So yeah, that's gonna be like at the end of uh, while you were sleeping, and we're gonna talk about the new Hulu original movie Palm Springs. Yeah, if our non-linear structure is bad, mm-hmm. or just you don't care, just please let us know, and we'll mm-hmm. try something different. I like to think that this is just how conversations go. Mm-hmm. This is how our conversations go anyway. Yeah, we, we don't have a script. Yeah, anyway, let's talk about Palm Springs. I really want to talk about this movie. I got a lot to say. Question, are we going to talk about spoilers or not? Okay, Bob, are we going to talk non-spoiler first and then spoilers? Yeah. Okay, you first. Start with Palm Springs. Hey, Palm Springs. So Andy Samberg stars as this guy named Niles. He is the boyfriend of one of the bridesmaids at this wedding. And the bride's sister is played by Kristen Milotti. Andy Samberg, whose name is Niles in the movie, is trapped in a time loop. They don't explain how he got in the time loop. Mm-hmm. But he is forced to relive the same day over and over again. It's the Groundhog Day scenario. He's been doing it for some time. The bride's, or the bride's sister, also the bride and the groom, are played by Camila Mendez and Tyler Hecklin. And I think that's great because that kid is going to have amazing eyebrows. And it's going to be one hot kid. Oh, yeah. That will be a hot-ass kid. Veronica Lodge and Superman? That's a pretty interesting mix. I digress. Or (laughs) if you're a Teen Wolf fan. Oh, yeah. He's the guy from Teen Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. He's got that strong jaw. I digress. Anyway, Mm -hmm. Kristen Malati's character, Sarah, going to end up fucking him. Mm -hmm. And... He gets shot by a boy who is played by J.K. Simmons. Yes. He was just one of the guests at the wedding that got caught in the time loop as well. And Mm -hmm. he sometimes kills Niles just Mm -hmm. because, you know, they're they're trapped in essentially a hell. And Sarah gets caught in the time loop, and it's them just goofing around, spending time with each other, trying to get out of this time loop, and eventually falling in love. Which, you know, that's... That's how the trailer sets it up, and I would recommend not watching the trailer, even though I just spoiled the entire premise. The less you know about Palm Springs, it's seriously the better. I didn't know much about Mm -hmm. it, so I went into this movie just... I knew that it was going to be like some Groundhog Day scenario, Mm -hmm. you know, with the time loop and repeating the same day over and over again. I didn't know it was going to be like a romantic comedy. It's very sci-fi, actually. Yeah, you have a point because I also thought it was going to be like a straight comedy, kind of like Happy Dead Day, but without the horror and the sci-fi. And then the movie, I was like, oh, it's a romantic comedy, especially because I only saw like a 20-second trailer on Instagram. So I didn't know nothing about it. And so I also took me by surprise. I really liked it, especially when you see it on a second time, when you know all of the secrets and the twists, especially the one in the middle. When you see it a second time, now you know like the order of every single day and kind of like you can make in your head the timeline of all of the events, especially without spoiling the thing about between J.K. Simmons and Niles. And I really like how you get to know all of the people at the wedding, like in the different scenarios. 
And once again, Peter Gallagher, he is the father of the bride. <laughs> Different movie. He is there, and he's still got his eyebrows. They're yes. still bushy as hell. Which there, There's a thing with eyebrows. Like Everybody has great eyebrows. Kristen Milotti has great eyebrows. Yep. And again, she's Italian, so that's mm-hmm. pr- that probably helps. I, I always, I'll always see her as the mother from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. How much I love her. Like, uh, I always do kind of like a random theory. So, like, how would I connect these movies or TV shows? And I'm like, this, she got caught in the timeline with Andy Samberg a few weeks before she met Ted. That's my theory. <laughs> if only they did a yellow umbrella Easter egg, that would have been icing on the cake or mm-hmm. the cherry on top of the sundae. Or maybe she was playing the guitar. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, but. This movie was pretty funny. For me, it didn't feel kind of like R-rated. Like it felt more like P-13. Maybe it was already just because of the uh, of the swear words. A lot, of, a lot of F-words. I was waiting kind of like more, like more gory. Like uh, more violent. This was, the movie was really funny. Andy Samber was great. Uh, the... The fuck the Camila Mendes scene at the pool. It's one of, I have seen this movie twice, and every time that that scene happens, I'm like ah, like I scream because it looks so fucking real. That scene. That's that's the goriest scene in the movie. That's the goriest. Well, next to that and uh, the arrows. Yes. Less you know about that until we get to our spoiler section. The better. Yes. Also, not talking spoilers, but I want the fucking pizza floaty. Yes, I want the I want that pizza slice floaty as well. That looks yes. that looks so much fun. Yeah. Also, another thing with our spoilers, I really like when they're talking about their theories in the car, like uh, the way that now says was like maybe this is a glitch in the simulation. Maybe we're trapping hell or purgatory. And, and so I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Damn it, Peralta. What has he gotten himself into? Andy Samberg essentially plays the same character in every movie, but I love that. He's like Adam Sandler. He always plays. If you if you like his shtick, you're gonna mm-hmm. love this. It's very Lonely Island because he is a third of the Lonely Island. Mm-hmm. I believe they also helped produce this movie. Yeah, Not because you see the logo. Sure. You see the logo at the beginning. It's Lonely Island like Classics. I don't know if it's a joke or if it's a real production company. No, I I believe it is a real protect production company with his uh, friends Jorma and Akiva. I do know that I loved this movie. I think it's my favorite movie of the year, which oh. isn't saying much because there are not that many movies being released this year because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot, COVID. I'm just glad they released it and that Hulu got the rights to it. Or, However... I'm just glad that they released it because I know that this was a big talked about film at Sundance. He has a certain delivery that he does. He's just like, oh, I did something. Yeah, that's going to happen. He has a certain way of just saying things. And at a certain point, I you either love it or you hate it. Mm-hmm. I've learned to love it over the years. Yeah, let's let's just go into spoilers. Finally. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Okay, talking about spoilers right now, like literally, this like your, we, this is your spoiler warning. If you have not it, seen Palm Springs, first of all, do that and then come back to this section. Mm-hmm. Yes, How this is your one times, and only warning. Yeah, this is your warning. 
Billy, how many times have you seen it? Twice. Twice. Okay. So we're, I also saw it twice also. Let's, let's put some context because I believe we're, we were missing a lot of context with while you were sleeping. Yes. And the context in this is that the movie is only an hour and a half long. So you can just, you can watch it multiple times mm-hmm. in a day if you want. And I think that that would be a thing to do mm-hmm. if you love movies, especially ones that involve time travel and time noticing little mm-hmm. details that you might not have noticed before. Yeah, because that's the thing that I like, especially with time movies, when you see it like multiple times. Now that you know the context, the first time you see it, you notice all of the things on the background. The first time I saw it, when the first time they now is speaking to Sarah, the first time we see the wedding, and he says, we maybe, we'll maybe uh, uh, were lost, but this is different because we were, and says, sorry, we may be lost, but now, like, like now you're not, it's not the exact line, but it is a little different because Andy Samberg's character now is in the middle of the movie, he reveals before, like after they hook up in the movie, that before they met and she went into the cave, they already hooked up. Multiple times. He, he, multiple times, and he lied. And so that first scene in the movie, he's a little different because he... The he way knew he what said, to say. He knew He's what done to it say. so many times. And he knew exactly what to say at the wedding, too, because you could see just him like going boom, boom, boom. Like Bill Murray, at a certain point, mm-hmm. he just knows because he's been through the same day over and over and over again, what's going to happen and the best way to proceed with that scenario. Yeah. And also because technically when, when he confesses, he says, I was doing it because I was risking you from your speech. They, they're, they're about to have sex. J.K. Simmons shows up with his character's name is Roy. He goes to a, a cavern, a cave that is like maybe like a few miles from the wedding. And he goes in, he has like a big red light, and he warns her, don't get in. And still she gets in. So talking about sports, because now we can, when she finally gets in, it was like, what the, what the fuck did you do? And you see Andy Samberg floating in the pizza thing. And then you see Camila Mendes, well, Sarah, what are you doing? And she like falls face down to the floor and she breaks her teeth. And I love Peter Gallagher's next line. I was like, baby, don't you worry. I got you a dentist. He glues teeth. He can do it right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that was great. I love the first day. She's just like, you, the fuck did you do to me? Jumps <laughs> in the pool. Or first she throws beer cans at him because he's just yes. drinking beer. And mm-hmm. floating in the pool. Just every day. Yeah. Also, the detail about the perfume. The the Hermes the orchid explosion by Funny Air. I really like uh, one of my other favorite jokes. It's like uh, when one of the times that Sarah comes in and Misty, the Andy Samberg's girlfriend, was like, "Are you cheating on me? No, no, babe, you're cheating on me. <laughs> I know that you're cheating on me." <laughs> she cheats on him with the DJ. Yes. And one one of the groomsmen. Mm-hmm. It's kind of ridiculous. But then again, so is this movie. Oh, yeah. Shoot, what else do we, do we want to talk about? Mm. How about the fact that they establish the rules 
Mm-hmm. Like if you get killed, you just wake up, but the pain is real. Mm-hmm. That is something that does happen. And he's not just talking about physical pain. He's right, also talking about it. like the psychological pain mm-hmm. of having to do this over and over again. And Niles just accepts this mm-hmm. and he just gives up. He knows he's in a Sisyphus situation and Sisyphus in Greek myths, he is punished to roll a boulder up a hill mm-hmm. only for it ju- to roll back down just as he's about to reach the top. Mm-hmm. It's an unwinnable situation or a, if you're a Star Trek fan, a Kobayashi Maru, which is a situation that is designed to, you're going to fail that, but it's how you act. It tests how you act as a captain. Mm-hmm. I, I love the little things like where they wake up. Mm-hmm. Every the people in the background say the same thing every single morning because it's the same day mm-hmm. we lived over and over again. The reveal that Sarah actually slept with uh, Tyler Hecklin's character the yes. night before. She's the older sister to Camilla Men. I think her name is Tala. Yeah, it was Tala. And his name was Abe. She fucked. Kristen Malati, Sarah, fucked Abe. And there's one loop where she actually tells. And she's like, are you serious or are you drunk? Because Sarah has some a bit of a drinking problem. Yep. You can say that Niles does too because he drinks a lot in that movie. <gasps> he drinks a lot in the movie. Um, I really like the, the, the whole montage when they're finally admit that they're going to be in this time movie. They have fun. When they go like to the shooting range, when they use a plane and they die because they couldn't land it. When they have that dance sequence at the bar. Oh, yeah. Another rule that they established that I thought was great was if one of them dies, that just starts the loop for them over again mm-hmm. and not for the other person. Yeah, I like that rule cause, also. Because mm-hmm. in the mid-credits scene, after everything is done, Roy is still in the time loop, but Sarah called him how to get out of it because after their big argument and after they get arrested, she just Googles with a cameo from Mr. or from Dr. Clifford Johnson. If you're a Screen Junkies fan, you know immediately who. That oh is. my God, that's true. Is that he's Hal's, he's Hal's Rudnick's best friend for the Screen Junkies show, if you don't know. Mm-hmm. what i'm referring to you can look that up and he is an actual doctor so mm-hmm. i thought that was great and it wasn't just neil degrasse tyson which mm-hmm. is apparently what everybody does these days they actually got some more physicists and i like they go they're at a um, safe house or it's just a property that mm-hmm. is vacated at the moment because the family has gone away and they just hang out there and she's like, do you know when they're coming back? And he's like, I don't know, but apparently it's not today. Camp out. They do mushrooms and they mm-hmm. see dinosaurs for whatever reason. But they both see the Brachiosauruses and all I just kept thinking was, they're moving in herds. <laughs> they do move in herds. I was going to ask you about the dinosaurs. I thought that the dinosaurs were part of the loop. I, I didn't I didn't thought it was part of the mushrooms. No, they said ex- specifically that, oh, yeah, we're tri- I'm tripping balls right now. Um, and I, I also like the fact that Niles is so, like, guarded. 
he he's not very open. He likes to keep things close to the chest, and mm-hmm. Sarah has to like break him down in order for him to finally open up. He's one of those people, and Sarah yeah. eventually does open up. She reveals that Tala is her half sister, mm-hmm. and that her mom died. I forgot the scenario of that. I think that's how they also explain why, because Kristen Melody and Camila Mendez don't look anything, and Camila Mendez is Latina. Mm-hmm. And Kristen Melati is Italian, so you could just say half sisters. <laughs> that that works. Yeah. Also, you could have just said adopted or something mm-hmm. like that. There are ways to go around that, which is what movies and TVs have done all the time. Yeah. If you've seen any TV show with like a guest star playing a sibling of somebody, they do mm-hmm. that all the time. Yeah, this is uh, one of my other favorite scenes when she reveals what what Niles did to J.K. Simmons, uh, his name, his character is Roy, that yeah, he guided so. him to the cave. And also, I really like that montage of, of many different times that Roy tried to kill Niles. My favorite is when he blows the pool on fire. He's like, oh, oh he, didn't, he didn't try. He succeeded in killing he succeeded. him multiple times. Just like, I don't care, man. I got a good life. Mm-hmm. I'm just never going to see my kids grow up and I can't age. Which is another thing. They can't age. So we don't know how long they've been in it. We can assume that it's been months. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that maybe it's like a year, maybe. Maybe a year. Yeah, because this is my other thing about... Uh, one of my favorite lines is this is on my other theory of what happened. Because JJ... Uh, JJ JK Simmons says to, uh, to Nancy that scene when they're at his house. JK Simmons says, get your Irvine. It's kind of like, uh, be comfortable, be happy. Like the way that it's like, you have to go back and search for Sarah. And I love the line of Andy Samber says, um, can you please kill me right now? It will save me some time because of the traffic. And I'm like, me living here in California from Irvine to Palm Springs. That's kind of like three hours on traffic. So I, I get it. I love <laughs> There's that. There's a bar too. they keep going to, which is not far from there. He's... he's like oh yeah if you fall asleep the loop starts over again mm-hmm. one time i took a bunch of crystal meth and made it all the way to Papua new guinea it was a total waste of time mm-hmm. i was detained immediately because i was acting you know, a little crazy which is what happens when you do crystal meth don't do crystal meth kids yes don't do it kids especially because the first time that sarah tries that theory when she was she drives all the way to austin and then she falls asleep and then she goes back to Palm Springs all over again. The day starts again. I really like that rule that you have to fall asleep for the loop to start again. Because yeah, and also, I also, I also mm-hmm. like at first she's like, am I dreaming right now? Is this the same thing? Eventually she just like, she starts to get angry, which is hilarious and adorable. Eventually it's acceptance. It's like the five stages of death. Mm-hmm. They pretty much go through the five stages of death in mm. this movie. There's yeah. denial. There's anger. I don't know if they ever did bargaining. No. There's grief. And then maybe? eventually there's, ex- I, th- I think they skip bargaining and then they do acceptance. Where yeah. they, at least Niles accepts his situation. She's just like, I can't do this. Yeah. And then because- he's like, no, stay with me. And then mm-hmm. we can just have this perfect day. And she's like, I want my life back. Yep. Then of course, you know, he realizes the error of his ways and through the power of love, mm-hmm. he, he makes it back just in time. She's about to blow herself up in a cave, which is how she, 
how she figured it out was she talked with a Dr. Clifford Johnson mm-hmm. and they came up with a theory, which was that if you blow yourself up in the time loop cave, it's just mm-hmm. this magic cave, you either die or mm-hmm. the loop will close. They really don't know what it is because it's a theory. Mm-hmm. There's no way to prove it until you do it yourself. And she tried it on a goat and they couldn't find the goat. Mm-hmm. So what happened to the goat? There's only one way to try it. And they had looped so many times that they're like, if we die, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. If we, if this loop doesn't close, it doesn't matter because everything is meaningless. Commits to this because he, he feels alone. And Roy even says at one point in the movie, he says, there is no hell than going through this shit alone. Mm-hmm. Exactly what Niles is doing. And yeah. he realizes he loves Sarah. He even tells her that. She says one more sentence. And then he does one sentence, essentially saying, I love you. And no matter what happens, I can't. I believe the best quote in this movie for me is towards the end of the movie when he goes, I would rather be with you or I, I would rather die than not be in a world without you. I was going to quote that because I, that's one of my favorite lines. And she at first is just like, okay. But then as soon as they go into the time cave or whatever, she's just like, yeah, if it's worth I love you too. And I was just like, yeah. And then they kiss and blow up. And then yes. they wake up in the pool. They close the loop. And now they can stay together. But talking about the loop, because he, they oh, say yeah, that And she calls Roy to tell how he can escape the loop. Because she's the, a good person. Yes. So they actually do show that despite her alcoholic tendencies and mm-hmm. rough, rough exterior, like she doesn't really take shit from anybody. He's a good person. And Niles is a good person too, but he has to learn to be a good person. Mm-hmm. He has to learn that from himself. You know, it's Beauty and the Beast scenario where they learn from each other and they become better people because of it. Because mm-hmm. everything he does is selfish because he doesn't care. And then he learns to care about Sarah and it changes him for the better, which is what the best relationships do. And I love that they gradually learn about each other and I guess you could say it's Stockholm Syndrome, but neither of them are kidnapped and they don't really have a choice. Yeah. So I wouldn't really call it Stockholm Syndrome. It's more just two people caught in a situation and they're forced to... It's like being stuck on an island. Two people stuck on an island. They're eventually going to have to break down, work together figure it out or just learn to accept it the good and the bad which is what the best relationships are yeah because i think when you're referring about stockholm syndrome maybe you can say that the beast in this movie is the time loop because andy samberg he said that he was already comfortable and he didn't want to get out but sarah says no i want to get out so at the end they both admit that they need to get out from the loop well, I, I feel like Niles is more like the beast because he has the rougher exterior and, yeah, you know, yeah. he has he has the rough emotional barrier that she has to break down. Yeah, and yeah, the, you, you have a point because this is my other thing about the ending because if they say they're already up the loop, 
and they confirm it when you see the family from that place that were in the pool shilling. You see at the end, you see the dinosaurs again. That that's why I told you I was like, is the dinosaurs part of the loop? But now you told me about the drugs. I was like, yeah, you have a point. But 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 why they show the dinosaurs again at the end? Could this tall have been just a ridiculously crazy drug trip? And I'm pretty sure that Roy is not related to anyone in that wedding because I'm pretty sure because when they met, he wanted to do cocaine and he wanted to have fun and he didn't want a marriage. So I think that Roy sneaked. He was a the friend wedding. of a cu- of a cousin hmm. of I think the. So yeah, he he was just a friend. Of, oh, okay. Friend of a family member. Yeah, because I had a theory that Roy was a wedding crasher. That he showed up randomly, he wanted to have fun. Yeah, I thought that at first, but then they uh-huh. said, "Oh no, he's just he's like this. That's how he got invited to the wedding." Exposition is actually done really well because you don't mm-hmm. even really think about it, and it's not super obvious. Yeah, and like technically, even though we're we already talked like the big spoilers, but there's a lot of jokes that we haven't even touched on, especially because that's a good thing about the movie—you have to see it multiple times to get all of the jokes. I do want to learn that dance move, though. I want. Yeah, I want that, that was some really and- good. If if I ever have a girlfriend, I wanna I wanna learn that dance move with her. I really like the bit about the bomb in the cake. I was like, oh no, I can I can get rid of this bomb. And then you see Christine Melotti was like, oh, I'm gonna destroy this wedding with a fresh answer. And I was like, oh no, it's the sister that is mad because her sister is getting married. She planned the whole thing. <laughs> they were acting out their telenovela. Yes. That's for you. So you wanna wrap up final thoughts? Yes. We've been we've been talking for a good good while. You sure? Okay. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's been like close to an hour. Oh, that's true. Also we 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 haven't done kind of like a long podcast. We have been doing like between an hour, an hour thirty. But yeah, like this movie was really We're cool. not Howard Stern, dude. We're not doing this for six hours, even though we could, but it would just be rambling. Which is no. essentially what this podcast already is. Yes. You know that we're gonna ramble when we do. We just ramble, do random shit. Oh yeah, when we do episode nine, that's gonna be like five hours of me screaming. Will it be called the Rise of Skywalker? Yes. And that's why you're screaming. Or me bitching about because I promise you, I'm gonna watch for one just for you, just for the podcast. And don't breathe. Okay. By the way, for those that don't know, Raul hates those movies with a fiery passion. A fiery passion that only a Mexican man can have. Mm-hmm. Oh, but... Is that you're racist? Gonna, oh, you're going to pay me back. I'm going to make you watch Pretty Little Liars. Not all of it. I'm going to choose... Oh, that's fine. I'm going to make you suffer watching The Last Airbender once you're done with Avatar. Dude, you uh, that would be a good bet. Especially because I'm, I'm, I'm a fan you, of Ben Shyamalan. Hey, you've been warned. That's all I'm going to tell you. Okay. You've been warned. You're hyping me up. Like, you have told me many times, even here in the podcast, that this movie is so bad. I was like, I'm so hyped. I'm really hyped for the, to see the last Airbender movie. Let's mm-hmm. just wrap up our thoughts on Palm yes. Spring. Uh, I will give it a 9 out of 10. Even though I have seen it two times, I will still not give it a 10. Because there were some questions for me that they keep hanging. But still, this is a really good movie. I like the romantic comedy. 
I would have liked like the thing that I said at the beginning. I would have liked it. They would have been more adult, like more blood. Maybe you maybe like an it's extra pretty sex. adult. They deal with a lot of adult issues. But still, I think it needed more. I think it would have been really cool if the movie would have been a little more longer. I would have liked to see it a little a longer film. But I still I liked it a lot. I still I don't know if it's gonna be my favorite movie of the year. My favorite movie of the year is still onward. But this is a really good movie. I saw it twice and I loved it twice, but I don't know if I will give it a 10 out of 10 yet. Yeah, the only 10 out of 10s I give are to masterpieces. And for that, I have certain criteria because I'm a snob that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got to it's gotta still be relevant or it still has to hold up mm-hmm. after a certain amount of time. Stuff like The Dark Knight, I only called a masterpiece two years ago because it was its 10-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. And yes, for those of you that don't know, and I mean, you all already know is a masterpiece shout out to tyler myers my my buddy tyler myers because christopher nolan is his favorite director and sorry you can't see tenant this year buddy i want i wanted to see it too and i'm gonna give palm springs eight out of ten if we're going by the ten i'm hesitating to maybe an eight and a half i i think on more rewatch rewatches do because i do plan on rewatching this mm-hmm. at some time in the future because we have a lot of movies and tv that we have to watch so i'm not going to be watching this like every day and if you watch a film too many times in a row it starts to feel like it's like okay okay i i, I want to see more mm-hmm. not that it's bad it's just you will go crazy like niles and sarah if you yeah do. you have to let it breathe yeah, you have to let it. You you have to have a good amount of time before. It's like Scott Pilgrim. I feel like where this is gonna be a great cult film. Mm-hmm. I think it still would have done well in theaters. It would have been like any indie movie, mm-hmm. where it, it could have been. A, it's probably a sleeper hit, honestly. Like Peanut Butter Falcon, with like a lot of good buzz behind mm-hmm. it, some great actors, mm-hmm. and just a fresh take on a premise that's been mm-hmm. done to death so you know i highly recommend palm mm-hmm. springs i think that if you just like comedies mm-hmm. or am are okay with um s- some sci-fi elements i mm-hmm. think you'll really like it talking about double features palm spring will be a great double feature with happy that day yeah it'd be a very interesting double feature or triple feature with Groundhog Day. Yeah? You know what? I haven't seen Groundhog Day in like 20 years. I need to see the movie again. I barely remember it. I haven't seen all of Groundhog Day. I've seen two-thirds of it. (laughs) We should do an episode. I'm so sorry to all my film fans out there, my fellow. (laughs) I have seen most of it, though, and I do know most of the jokes, and it's a great great movie. Never finished, ended up finishing it, though. But talking about time loops... Mystery Spot, Supernatural, Season 3, Episode 15, I think, or Episode 14. It's one of my favorite episodes of Supernatural. Talking about time loop kind of premise. All right. Let's that would be a good with... feature. Paul Springs in that episode of Supernatural. Yeah. <laughs> or just Supernatural with anything. Sci-fi yes. or horror or anything meta, which is something that you love. Yes. 
Meta, 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 always. You want to plug our socials? Oh, okay. Uh, you can find me on... Oh, fuck. Oh, you can find me on Twitter, Stardust, Instagram, and on TikTok. I haven't done a TikTok yet, but I have a TikTok account, uh, Raul Vader RDC. And also you can find us on SYNSPod on Twitter. You can tweet at us if you, if you like. Also, you can go to the anchor.fm slash see you next summer pod. Just search up on the more platforms and you can also listen to the podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple, Overcast, Radio Public, and Spotify. Now, Billy, now you go. Find me on Instagram at Billy Batson's Lightning. And again, you can find our podcast at SSYN. I believe that's how it is. No, S-Y-N-S pod. And give us a like and retweet and make sure you listen to the episode. I know some people that are watching. Matthew Forelli, our friend. I'll shout out to Matthew. Yes, and I'm also going to shout out the coven, which is Kristen Smith, Janine, Bryce, Kristen, uh, Christina Farrow, mm-hmm. and Abigail Friel. I just those those girls rock. And I, I wanted I want I'm going to shout out, try to shout out people at the end of every podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think the Coven is that is what they call themselves. I think the Coven deserves to be shouted out mm-hmm. because Christina is actually she she's got some good news coming her way. Oh, nice. And um, I don't know if she's already shared it, but I, I do know that, that um, something that she's wanted for a very long time has finally coming. And I just wanted to say congrats. Cool. And that's our episode. Yeah. And also a shout out to our, our Patreon, Bob Iger. Thank you for the $5,000 pledge. Maybe. Nice. <laughs> but we, we are <laughs> thinking about getting guests on here at some point. Not yes. not right now because we're still like establishing ourselves, but we do want guests and I already do have a lot of people in mind. And yeah, believe- maybe in season two. Yeah. <laughs> so see you next summer.